Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Happy August, Craig. How are you, man? Just great. I can't believe you're not standing at attention in front of me right now. Because the captain's here. I think she wants to inspect us. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. You know? I'm so glad we're all wearing some uniforms. Oh, man. <laughs> it is good to be here today. You doing all right today? Everything kosher, salt, everything good to go? Yeah, it's doing fantastic. Now, since there's three Air Force people in this office. Exactly and, right. And yes. We, we've been waiting and waiting to get this lady on. It's been it's going to be fun. I'm I'm glad she was able to make the the drive over from the other side of the state to be right. with us today. So, <laughs> give everybody your contact information of who you are and what you do. My name is Craig. You can reach me at 407-754-5779. That's a Growth Association. We put out a magazine now as to our podcast, as to all sorts of things to help veterans and civilian counterparts. Okay. There is. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios here in the lovely Longwood facility, 407-862-6882, and Tim at grpstudios.com. We're going to have fun today. A, because it's three Air Force personnel, even though she did totally outrank both of us together. I mean, even our rank doesn't even come close to that. No, no. She, we talked about off the air. She moved a lot. And she, did you ever move yourself? She said, well, no, I never moved myself in the Air Force. No, because she got lunkies like us to come and move for her. So, Anna, it is great to Camaraderie Foundation, and it's good to see you this morning. Thank you for driving all the way in from Lakeland to see us today. Man, it is great to be here, Tim. I really, enjoy, I have looked forward to this, to be able to just have this conversation with two more Air Force people and <laughs> You, know, you get I, to work with a lot of lunkies over at your place, don't yeah, you? Got a lot of army. <laughs> a lot of army. Okay. Really? All right. Well, that's wow. why I would say you probably don't have a lot of crayons, so that's why the Marines aren't involved with your probably probably not. So, thank you so much for being here. I mean, we've I've known you for a while now mm-hmm. through other nonprofit stuff, but tell us a little bit about yourself. You're obviously an Air Force captain. We're an Air Force captain. Tell us about who you are and what you're doing right now, and then we'll get into camaraderie. Sure, sure. Well, I'm Anna Tanzella, again, with Camaraderie Foundation. I'm a former Air Force captain, as these nice gentlemen have pointed out. It's been a few years since that those days, but I was a personnel officer, loved every single minute of the time I was in the military. I got to go to such garden spots like Little Rock, Arkansas, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Perfect, <laughs> yes. But uh, it was great. I got to meet and work with a lot of great people. Ended up working in the civilian sector in the Air Force and LA Air Force Base, which was an amazing time. Got there just as the LA riots were happening. But to be honest, LA was an amazing place. And then went into the civilian sector corporate world for 13 years and decided after 13 years, I needed a little bit of a difference. I wanted to work with nonprofits. I worked with adults that had intellectual and developmental disabilities. I worked with youth that have incarcerated parents, but I really, really wanted to work again with veterans. And that's where moving down here to Florida allowed me to be able to do that. So glad she made that move. Well, yeah, well, working with adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, that works perfect with (laughs) us, right? She ought to do very well working with us today. So now you've worked with a lot of larger charities as well. Mm-hmm. Did your time working as a personnel officer 
did that translate well into you working in this industry or or not? Oh, absolutely. I think one of the comments that I get all the time, and in, to be honest with a lot of military individuals, it's our work ethic. We have such a strong work ethic, and it's not just about the day is done, it's is the job done. It's a very different tactic that a lot of people have today. And so it, to me, it's not about a nine to five. It's about this is the task I was given, and is it complete? That's, so funny how we all think still that to this that's, day. That's a great. That's a great statement because it really is. It's not is the day done, is the job done, right. and that can branch into a bunch of stuff. And before we go too much farther, let's give people your contact information and how they can get a hold of you. Hi. Uh, so you can get in touch with me at a Tanzella, and that's T A N Z I L L A at camaraderiefoundation.org. Or you can give us a call at 407-841-0071. And they can go on to camaraderiefoundation.org That is as correct. well. And it's a great website. In fact, we have that up there. We're looking at that right now. It's a great website. And it's done, Segwayville. It's done by Gerald Huff, my website spot. He's done our website. He does the Kids and Supported Soldiers website. He's done Craig's website. Just so got gonna, that done, too. We're going to give a shout out to a very young man, Gerald. He is a young man because he's under 30, so <laughs> yeah. uh, just for what he's done. But it's a great-looking website, and they have all kinds of information about what they do. So how is this foundation? Now, we know some of the members of the founding partners in setting this up. So what was the Camaraderie Foundation set up as, and how does it function? The Camaraderie Foundation was founded 12 years ago. Michael Waldrop was Army officer, and when he came back, he needed a little bit of help, and he recognized that. And they had the ability to be able to afford to get that help. But then once he started improving, he saw that his troops needed a little bit of help. And so between uh, his wife, Marnie, at that time, and himself, he, they decided to start this nonprofit, Camaraderie Foundation. So 11 years ago, or 12 years ago, started Camaraderie Foundation, and it's grown every year since. So what we do at Camaraderie Foundation is... The biggest mission is we help post-9-11 veterans, active duty military, and their family heal from the invisible wounds of war. And we do that through our counseling services, which are nationwide, our transition assistance program, which is mainly here in Central Florida, as well as our supportive services. So do you have other groups throughout the country, if somebody calls you from one of the garden spots in the United States, like Minot, North Dakota, <laughs> and is having some issues and is getting ready to get out of the service. Do you have contacts there in other places that can help walk them through, or what do you do? So the great thing about Camaraderie Foundation is that our case manager and myself, we're not, we are not counselors. We are crisis management trained, we're suicide prevention trained, but we're not counselors. What we do and what makes this strong is we contract with over 450 counselors all across the nation. And they have signed contracts with this, and we pay them directly. Not a penny comes out of the veterans or their family's pocket. That's where the strength comes in. Well, okay. So how does somebody listening to this perhaps say, you know, I really have a heart for veterans. I'm not a veteran myself, but counseling is my specialty. I work with first responders, PTSD, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get involved with your organization as a counselor. How does somebody go about doing that? Well, there's a couple of ways. You can just give us a call or you can go to our website. I do believe there's a counselor page on the website. And if not, we're building one shortly. 
So under the counseling services, there's, uh, there's the counseling application and steps to counseling on there. You can go on there. And actually, the, the counselor page is not live yet, but it will be very shortly. Okay. So we'll get on Gerald to say, hey, yeah. Gerald, get this up, get it, get it operational. We'll call him people. right yeah, away. We'll call him. In fact, we might call him on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put the poor man on the spot. But basically, that'll be out there. But in between then, there's definitely our numbers on the website. Give us a call if you're a provider and you're interested in helping out because we can always use more providers. One of the things that makes us different than the VA or some other big provider is we don't just assign a counselor. We talk to that individual, we ask them questions about what they want in a counselor, so that what we can do is we can send them a listing of four or five potential individuals that fit their need, and that them interview those counselors, those therapists, to see which one fits their best target. And if we don't have anybody, then we say, you know the local area better than we do. Why don't you go talk to some of these folks and see who you like, and then we'll contact them and get them onto our listing. Okay, so you can do it both ways. Absolutely. And you can, if, you're, if you're out in some place that might not have a great resource, then you can have that individual go and find someone that you work well with, and then you connect the two, and now mm-hmm. that may be an additional resource from a counseling standpoint that you guys have Absolutely. out there. That's fantastic. So we talked a little bit about the initial focus of the Camaraderie Foundation. Who is really eligible for the services? Do you have to be military? Do you, what's the criteria? So it has to be a post-9-11 veteran. So anybody who served in the military since September 11th of 2001 forward, anybody who's still currently in the service, we don't care about a character of discharge. So we don't even look at that part of that. It's if they've served, you got your DD-214, you have some sort of documentation that proves your service, we can help. And when we look at the family, it's not just that nuclear family. It's everybody in their support system. We've helped everybody from a four-year-old little girl all the way to the grandparents and aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, dot, 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 dot. The one caveat is whatever that is, whatever the issue is that they're trying to get counseling for, needs to be related back to the service. It can't be for something that is a, lo- <laughs> that is a long-term condition like, uh, you know, chronic depression or a psychosis. That's something that they need long-term treatment for. We can't help with that. But if it's something that you know, somebody's experienced something in the service that's still affecting them, or sometimes just the readjustment from getting out of the service, as I'm sure that both of you can attest to. When you get out, you feel like you've fallen off of a cliff. And how do you adjust to that? And the people back home think you're going to be that same person that left, and you're not. You've had different experiences. It doesn't matter if you've seen combat or not. You're different, and they're going to treat you differently. Boy, this is so true, so true. I'm so ha- I'm so happy that you're on here because a lot of people who don't understand everything you do are not going to start listening why you do it. They don't understand. If you never served, you don't understand what these people are going through. Can you, when you were talking about, it's not just the veterans themselves, it's their support group. If you're a veteran that's come back and you have a child and you're having difficulties and the grandparents now are taking care of that child, that's where that would come into play. That's part of it. Sometimes it's more about... You know, if you've been gone overseas or you've been away from your family unit for a while and then you come back, well, that family unit has been working quite well without you for however long you've been gone. And now how to integrate you back into that family unit, that's pretty powerful. And sometimes you need a little bit of help. Sometimes you need that outside view to help with that integration. It's not necessarily always about PTSD, but it's about the reintegration back into whatever normal life is now for you. 
I have to agree because I was on an isolated tour in Greenland, and there's nothing up there to do for 12 stinking months. There's nothing green in Greenland, is And there's no towns, and you just work and work and work, and you come home, and you find out all these people had a life going while you were not. Mm-hmm. And I, I broke down. I'm like, what? What is it? You can't support me. I mean, I, where were you guys then? I could have used you. That <laughs> was back in the last century. Wasn't yes, it? When, when, when we got out. So, if you're not a veteran, it doesn't matter. You just need to understand that there's some things. It's not necessarily baggage, but it's if you're a spouse, it doesn't matter which spouse served. That spouse is gone. You're right. You're doing things just fine on your own. It might be a struggle mm-hmm. to get it done. Then your spouse comes back. And they're going to assume the role they've always assumed. They're like, wait, wait, wait. I've been doing this for nine months, for a year and a half. I don't need you to do that anymore. So then the, the veteran has a problem assimilating. And the spouse has a problem giving up what they've been doing for six months, 12 months. Absolutely. And then you do get those cases where it, there is a PTSD issue. You know, and PTSD takes so many different forms. And, you know, you hear about the night terrors and the inability to sleep. I always say it's kind of like something moving in front of your eyes continuously and not being able to move past it. You can't see past it. You can't walk past it. It's always in front of you. And what we're trying to do, your memories are your memories, and they're always going to be there. So how do you take those memories and flip them to the back? That's what our counselors are really helping with. You know, And that little four-year-old girl that I had mentioned, The reason that she came to us is she was mimicking her dad's PTSD behavior while in preschool. Wow. Wow. And you know what? I'm going to come back because I want to talk a little bit more about that in the second half because that's something, again, one of those things that you just might not realize that is going on. But let's come back and follow up with that on the next one on the second half of this. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. Camaraderie Foundation's mission is to provide healing for the invisible wounds of war through counseling, emotional, and spiritual support for all post-9-11 veterans, service members, and their families. We accomplish this by providing counseling services, mentoring for reintegration into the workforce and home life, as well as events like our family fun days. Through the healing of their invisible wounds, we are truly saving lives and saving families. Visit camaraderiefoundation.org for more information or contact us at 407-841-0071. All right, we are back at the second half. Is that better? Better, man. I'm so glad you got that soundboard. You got directions with that thing? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't have directions with it. So, man, we are back with the second half of the Camaraderie Foundation, talking with Anna Tanzia. See, I did it. I did. I'm I'm going (laughs) Italian. You're Italian. And when you go, you said you've been over there, and yes. they just they say they they pronounce it that way. And after a while, you're like, okay, now whatever, it's Tanzilla. That is correct. Okay, that's, that's the way we've always said it. <laughs> Man, but you are here for the second half. Give everybody your contact information one more time. Anna Tanzella at uh, Camaraderie Foundation. It's A Tanzella T A N Z I L L A at CamaraderieFoundation dot org four zero seven eight four one zero zero seven one. Excellent. They've got a great website if you want to find out more about them. But we were talking before the break about your four-year-old that experienced some issues. So go ahead and just recap that story for me. Sure. Um, So the preschool teacher had noticed that this four-year-old was mimicking her dad's PTSD behaviors and uh, knew about Camaraderie Foundation, told the family about it. They called us. We were able to get that four-year-old some help. After the four-year-old started getting a little bit better, 
the dad came in for help. And so we were able to help heal that whole family. That's fantastic. Yep, it really is. And again, we were talking off air, everything isn't PTSD. You don't necessarily lead with that. What are some of the other things that you see that you can help with that is not automatically going that angry army veteran with a gun kind of thing? (laughs) Well, you know, like I said earlier, it's a lot about the readjustment. You know, how they come back. You've had all these wonderful different experiences, but then you come back to the civilian community and you're not taught how to be a civilian. So now you have to kind of readjust and figure out your place in the world. And it's all about, you know, your job, how do you fit in with your family, how you fit in with your friends, you know, making new friends. What is your fit now? And a lot of times it's about losing that component of service. In the military, you're always taught to be able to give back. And now you're out of the military and you you don't have that anymore. So what are you going to do? I mean, how do you give back to society? What do you do? How do you find your place again? And a lot of times it's, it, it, it's a process. It's not just you get out and you find that great job and boom, you're there. That doesn't necessarily always happen. Most of the individuals that we have coming through some of our other programs, like our mentor leadership program, it's about you get out, you find the job, and then you find out it's not the right one. And then how do you find the and, and what do you do? We also talked uh, in, in between all fair the support, the help that you provide to all the other parts of a family. So one of your, one of the spouses is deployed. They're away. Mm-hmm. The spouse at home is handling all the things that happened during the family for the six months or 12 months, whatever it is. They come back. The, the veteran comes back. They want to assume what they had done before. And the spouse says, no, wait a minute. I've been doing this for a year. I don't need your help, right. which doesn't bode well with the veteran who is, I'm a veteran. I'm in charge. I was a captain. I was a sergeant, whatever it was. I need to do this. Well, now there's a struggle there just from the spouses. And if the kids, as you said, the four-year-old, picks up on all that. Oh, absolutely. So sometimes it's about the anxiety, the readjustment, sometimes the little bit of the uh, fear of the unknown, because you're totally unknown and you don't have anybody leading you anymore. You don't have anybody telling you what to do. Oh, it's is it well, leading you or telling you what to do, where to do it, when to do it, and how to do it? Isn't that what, exactly? What, exactly. <laughs> and so now you know you got to figure it all out on your own. And ooh, how do you do that? Very, very different. We've talked, Craig and I have talked about that a lot. It's the adjustment of you're not in the military, and you know you're not in Kansas anymore, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that structured. I need to be at a certain point. You've got to do it yourself. And a lot of us coming out and going into business, going into work for jobs don't understand they're not just going to hand you a job you've said it a bunch of times right not just going to hand you a job because you're a veteran because most people just don't care it's different now thankfully but they have to understand when they hire you there's going to be some differences in how we do things Mm -hmm. as opposed to the civilians yeah i get that i run into veterans daily and it's so funny i I still get veterans calling me and they're saying hey i i got into this job you recommended it Um, i'm good now i want to go to a different job i said then make it happen I said, I can't do any more for you because you have to take your abilities, what you learned in the military, your leadership, show people what you can do with that, and now you can progress where you would like to go, hopefully. But you have so much, so much valuable information for this podcast. I'm so happy for you telling us this. Thank you. Uh, You know, what you were just talking about, about those veterans, through that mentor leadership program, we see that all the time. We have individuals who are getting out as you know, senior enlisted, senior officers, and they're thinking they're going to be able to step right into the same type of role that they had when they were in the military, and it does not happen. I had somebody, I don't know who sent it to me, a lieutenant colonel's uh, resume, 
And I called him, and it was all military jargon. And I said, sir, what is it you're trying to do? Get a job of equal pay, equal rank. And I said, um, okay, but your resume doesn't stipulate what you can do for the outside. I had to turn him on to another rank of his gentleman. That was Colonel Yates. Oh, yeah. He took care of him. So it's who you know. I mean, mm-hmm. boy, you, you're going to hate me because I'm going to be mailing you all kinds of people now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good thing, Ben. Uh, so our mentor leadership program, we're starting our next class starting at the end of August. And it's all about helping these transitioning veterans and spouses now. We've added spouses. Understand what's available in the Central Florida area. So we have a class in Orlando. We have a class in Tampa. Uh, it, it's really all about helping them understand how to network because you all know you're not taught how to network. You're taught to be aware of strangers. And now we're, I'm teaching people, go talk to strangers. It's okay. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I saw this tech sergeant in Lowe's in uniform. And we started talking about the Air Force. And, and I said, what do you plan to do when you get out? And he goes, exactly what you said. Well, um, I'm going to go into the same role of what I did in the military at the same pay and supervise all these people. I'm like, who told you that? Uh, the Air Force did. No, you're not doing that. Yeah, because there's a lot of call for bomb loaders in the civilian world <laughs> for, you know, let's be F-22 or F-20, whatever they, you know, F-18s now. There's a lot of call for that in the civilian world. But No, that's just like, hey, uh, you know, I was a cop in the Air Force and, and I'm a sniper. Well, sorry. Or I was Army infantry. Well, there's not too many people looking for those skills right now. There, so there's a, a fun sniper story is that we had one gentleman that was in the mentor leadership program and he was a sniper. And I'm reviewing his resume, and in his resume, he says, X amount of kills. Sort of, or, <laughs> and I'm like, um, no, that is not something you ever want to put in your resume. <laughs> you might want to take, that, take out. that out. Let's talk about how you have great skills in detail-oriented skills. And you know, I was telling him, let's Support change and this. Recognition and how you can write this, but not say kill. Don't say that word. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely, everybody, everybody assumes that, and, and it happened to all of us, maybe not for mm-hmm. your rank structure, but I got out, but luckily an E9 came to my rescue and said, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I said, uh, well, what is it you like? And, and I told my story what I achieved in the military. And that's how I got into the hotels. Uh, mm-hmm. Not saying I did hotels, but it's just that personality and developed from there. Tell me a little bit more about the mentorship program, because that was one of the questions on here. How do you get into it? How do you get involved with it? Do you have to go through certain classes and be, quote unquote, certified? So what is the mentorship program all about? Oh, I love foundation? talking about this program. So basically, it's uh, called the Mentor Leadership Program. And it is a 10-month-long program that you fill out an application online under the transition assistance uh, segment under, I think, Pillars of Service. And what you do is there are classes that you're going to take every other month, everything from strategic networking to leadership to using social media. And then there's also this component of you're going to get assigned to mentors, and we try to make it two so that, you know, I have my mentors come back and mentor again and again and again, because you're going to meet with one of those mentors every single month. And they're going to help you with coaching and with networking and maybe even taking you to some of the networking meetings. Last year was a little weird. We couldn't do a lot of the networking that we normally do, but we made it through and we graduated our seventh mental leadership class here in Orlando and our second in Tampa. How many people do you take on at one time? We normally do... F- 10 to 15 people per class. And we do that because we really want it to be a nice, rich class, and we want the class to come together as a unit. So when the class comes together as a unit, one of the things we do is we have them do four service projects during the year. They plan it, they do everything about it, and they just tell me where to go and when to be. That way, 
they're getting those leadership skills. They're, you know, kind of proving themselves again in a small way. One of the cool things about these programs is that at the end of it, two individuals from the Orlando area or the Orlando class are going to get nominated to go to either Leadership Seminole or Leadership Orlando, which takes their networking skills from just a small portion of what I can do to the entire city, which is amazing. Leadership with the Seminole Chamber? Yes. Yeah, leadership Mm -hmm. with the Seminole Chamber is fantastic. We are Seminole Chamber members ourselves here, but this is fascinating to me because you've, you've taken a veteran, you've taken the skills that they had, in the military, the whole thing about team, leadership, all of that stuff. As, mm-hmm. as, as a military veteran, team, is that's part of your whole core. Yeah, camaraderie. Your, your, your team, your group, whatever you are in, whatever organization you do in the military, it's all about your team. It wasn't necessarily all combat. Whatever you did, it was a team. So now you're taking that. You're giving them a structure they understand. Okay, we're going to put you 15 people in. You're going to be a team. And you're going to develop this through the course of the next 10 months. That we understand. That we get. Oh, absolutely. And part of this is we, that social networking, we do some minor small networking as a small group to try to help the transitioning veterans understand how to do that. I mean, we've had everybody come in and you know, you've seen the wallflowers that just stand on the back of the wall that aren't going to go network with people. You have to kind of grab them by the shoulder and guide them to somebody to talk to. Or the younger individuals who've come up to me and said, how do I break off a conversation when I need to go talk to somebody else? <laughs> oh. And, you know, I showed him by saying, hey, that's a great idea. That's a great question. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but I got to go talk to this other person. Exactly. And I walked away. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's, there's different. I mean, I use it all the time because mm-hmm. you, you got when you're engaged in a conversation, you want to make sure that you're there for the right fit. And not just be listening when you could go somewhere else and talk to somebody to get where you want to be. Exactly. Well, so exactly. just closing your eyes. And <laughs> that doesn't I mean, work. The, no, no. The not, hotel, not the hotel generally. industry teaches you so much. And they taught me so many great skills of that. And that's mm-hmm. why I pursued what I'm doing now. Yeah. Just to help the word out and get people know what you all do. Well, I certainly appreciate that. It, I think that's one of the things that has been my goal the entire time I've been with Camaraderie Foundation is to just let people know that we exist, not only for the veterans and their families, but for the individuals out there who are looking for a great organization to support. No, you're right. Now, how do you, who funds you? I know you have a lot of partners. I know a lot of them, but I like to have people know that there could be more. Oh, absolutely. We are privately funded through donations and corporate funders, people like Lockheed Martin, who's been an amazing supporter, Fifth Third Bank, Eola Tech, who's done, they do all of our IT industry, our IT support for free, and different places like SeaWorld. So SeaWorld, I'm really excited about because they are uh, helping us with our, I can't even remember how many rucksack races we've had. I think we've had rucksack races since 2012, and which is a race that we're going to have, a 5K, really excited about that, as well as people like Boeing, all these great organizations. But individuals come together, too, because it's not all about the dollars. It's about the time, talent, and treasure. Because if you think about that mentor leadership program, I've got 30 people that I need to fit with a mentor. So that's 60 individuals that I need as volunteers. Really? Wow. Tim's available. Woo, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have a lot of experience, Craig, in doing this kind of thing. He's been mentoring me so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. So, you know, that was a great segue because one another one of the things I was going to ask you about your events and you have mm-hmm. a you have a charity ball kind of thing. You have a golf tournament. 
We had the golf tournament in uh, May. It was ex- very exciting. We it was had... the best of the best. You broke records. We did. We broke our financial records and we broke the number of golfer records. We had, I think our goal was to get like 212. I made sure we had like 248. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we broke a record. So we're really excited about that and excited about our gala is on September 11th at uh, the Hyatt Regency Orlando. Excited about that because it's not, it, we're honoring September 11th and all those individuals who've served in the military since September 11th, but we're also going to recognize what the day is. Up until yeah. this drawdown, we've been at war for a long time, guys. And yep. so it's very exciting that we're able to do this event. It's going to be a fun night. We're having dancing from the Buzzcats, so I'm really excited about that. And the, uh, the Buzzcats, what does that sound like? I think that's in her young air because uh, it's not after mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a local group that's really a lot of fun. And uh, it is up on our website. You can go and register, buy your own tickets. We'll have a live and silent auction. But really and truly, it's about fun and honoring all of these volunteers and supporters that have come around and really done great things with us. So when you, when you ask for like volunteers to help, uh, bring in silent auction items, is there any way that we can help? Oh, absolutely. I'm looking for everything from baskets that can be donated for the silent auction. And, and to be honest, I always tell small businesses that is a great way to, to really promote your business. 100%. Absolutely. It's a great way. That way you can promote your business by giving the silent auction item, put your name all over it, put your branding all over it. And somebody there is going to wind up, they're all going to see it. And somebody's going to wind away, walking away with it. After this podcast, we're going to connect. Yeah, I, I know people. Yes, <laughs> I know you do. See? <laughs> Knows a guy named Vinny in New Jersey, right? <laughs> after <laughs> after so, the last person we had. You know, here. we mentioned SeaWorld a few moments ago. I also wanted to put a plug out for our uh, supportive services like our Family Fun Days. And we've got great partners like SeaWorld and Bush Gardens and the different parks around the area and UCF to where we get to have these family days to bring the families together and build that community that they've lost when they left the military. And that is so important. That way they can build the community and really see how it is they can reconnect again. Yeah, it's just, you, you nail it. I mean, everything you're saying is so true to, to get people to, when they come out, that we're here to wait for you to and welcome you to help you your next life. Absolutely. Yep. And I think, you know, one of the things that I noticed from being down here now for almost six years is a lot of times, you know, you see these, these volunteer organizations or these charity organizations, and each one is, is segmented. You know, I got my little thiefdom. You have your little thiefdom. We're all going to keep together and not, not share. That has changed so much. And I see all of these organizations coming together and really understanding that it's about the veteran and helping that veteran and their family. Because uh, a lot of them forget when they came out what happened to them. Mm-hmm. They have, may, may not have been around with camaraderie, but now they can be the part of them to help others that mm-hmm. should have been there for them. It's not about the individual. It's about the mission. And That's the right. mission is not just veterans. It's the support staff of those veterans, which is far-reaching between siblings, parents, grandparents, teachers, those that interact, business owners. That's so wide and so varied. It's not just about the veteran. It's I about think the I think mission. the camaraderie name itself will pull so many people in, and you're probably swamped. The only thing I, I, I can fathom how many people that you've taken in over the time that this organization just begun. But camaraderie right now is the focus name on you're not alone. You're, you're always there, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Well, thank you. 
Thank you. It's on the website somewhere about how many people and how many services you have actually helped, which is, has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. One more time before we forget, give everybody your contact information before we close this out. Absolutely. Anna Tanzella with Camarotic Foundation, and that's A Tanzella, T A N Z I L L A, at camaraderiefoundation.org, 407 841 0071. You know, I have to say this real closing. Um, she did achieve status of a captain, which is huge, and uh, being in Thank a man's um, military, we have to address her as captain. <laughs> Stay something UCMJ. So long as you collect and pay, yeah, you're captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I think there are some things you were talking quickly about these nonprofits and all these people that I've got mine, I'm not going to share. And we've talked about that forever. We are both part of a Kids in Support of Soldiers that supports those troops while they're out deployed. I'll go work with anybody. Our group will work with anybody as a volunteer or whomever. We're going to try and work with Command Canine and some other groups. We'll go out and volunteer. We can dress in our shirts. Hey, this is who we are. We're not trying to steal anybody's No, it's not about sponsors. that. It's to show how many people are out there in so many different fathom directions of life that there's reason that we are pulling together to help the resource. Because we can actually promote you, and I don't have any problem doing this, and if the board doesn't agree with me, well, I'm the president, so I can do it. I'm the president of my company, so I guess we can promote her a lot more. But we can put information about the Camaraderie Foundation in those boxes so when people do come back and they get out, oh, well, I'm going back to Nevada. I don't have anybody here, but I can reach out to them. They might be able to help. So we need to talk about you getting this information we can put in our boxes we send every month. Every month we we send out less. uh, Just past Saturday, 60 uh, people serving overseas. And we've got up as high as 185 boxes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of more directions that we can start exploring you all out and grow and make yep. sure everybody gets uh, yeah, information. 13,000 packages since they started this back in 2009 unofficially. So, yeah, there's 2,000 service members. So anything else that we need to know about Camaraderie Foundation that we don't? We're here to help. 20 seconds. Okay, you're here to help. Boy, that's <laughs> strong. Well, that would be the wrong one. See, I did it again. <laughs> Tim. I need to st- I need to stop messing Tim, with this. We'll get you that wheelchair. <laughs> just actually start uh, start doing it. So you know, I just need to get over here and yeah. Maybe maybe they don't want our help because we're past that age limit. <laughs> That's true. You know, is there an age limit on the people that can help? Oh, over? absolutely not. Oh shoot! <laughs> Darn it, we're not <laughs> off the hook. We're not off the hook. So. Anyways, thank you very much for being here, Anna. Thank you for coming all the way. I know you had to be in town anyways, but thank you for spending some time today and doing this. And I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of each other going forward. It's been 100%. Thank you, ma'am. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.